In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and our special guest today is Monica Malcolmson. She is a second grade teacher. She's got this great ice skating program going, and she has a history of being an ice skater. Um, Please, Monica, introduce yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me, Flo, again. Um, it's really an honor and a privilege and pleasure to, to be here and kind of share a little bit about what I'm up to in Maine. The short, long story of who I am is I was born in Brazil, adopted by a single mom um, who flew me to New York, the east end of Long Island. Um, I grew up there in New York on the east end until... Um, college. I went to school in Connecticut at Sacred Heart University. Nice because I was close enough uh, to be home as a single, with a sing- with my single mom and um, being an only child, that was really important for me to stay close. Did my master's at Sacred Heart in education and decided to join the Peace Corps after that. Um, I did that for two years in Columbia and throughout my entire life, I've been an athlete, um, a performing artist. I danced for most of my life through college as well. Um, I picked up figure skating when I was 10, which happens to be pretty late in the game for most people. I loved it. I went to a birthday party and I, I asked for lessons and that was it. I took lessons for a long time and so skating has been a really big part of my life. I took a gap year before college actually and toured with Disney on Ice so that I could make a more informed decision about where I wanted to go next in life and um, explore my love of performing. Fast forward to after Peace Corps, and I came straight to Maine, where I now teach second grade at Brown School Elementary. Awesome. I'm sure Brown is lucky to have you. I know you said you were receiving a reward. Can you tell me more about that? I have been humbly and pleasantly surprised that one of my students' parents nominated me for... Um, Cumberland County Teacher of the Year. Um, So I'll be moving forward with that application process and getting to meet lots of other incredible teachers along the way. And in August, we'll we'll find out um, where that journey takes me. Good luck. And I'm sure you're a shoe in. Um, It's quite the honor to be nominated. Absolutely. Especially with only, you know, 
essentially I've been teaching for five years, but I've only been teaching for three years in Maine. So it's a huge honor to be recognized by my, by my community for that. And so what actually brought you to Maine? Was it the job? Did you vacation here? So my mom has vacationed in Maine um, over summers for quite a while. I had never even stepped foot in Maine at all until I moved here. I was finishing up with Peace Corps in 2018, I believe. My mom decided she was going to retire. She worked mental health um, industry, or not industry, mental health, decided that it was time to retire and do some things for herself. And it was a, a, an abrupt transition from Columbia because I found out that my mom was moving to Maine maybe a couple of weeks before I closed my service and I had intended and had plans to go back to New York and I knew exactly what my you know next steps were and I'd be I wanted to apply to some schools in New York um, that I really loved and so that was actually initially quite the blow and really disappointing but I have been so grateful and happy to have took the plunge to follow my mom here on a whim. I got back from Columbia, spent a week in my childhood home, and then came straight to Maine. And I was lucky enough to have lined up an interview at um, Skillen School, which is another South Portland school. And I started um, my teaching career in Maine um, subbing for the remainder of that year, because I believe I arrived in around April of 2018. I fell in love with the pace of Maine, with the community of Portland. Um, you know, it's it's not quite like New York City, which was my, my closest city in New York, but it's so much special in a different way. And I feel so much more connected to my community here and not an ant on a hill amongst a bazillion other people. But I'm just so grateful that I'm here and that decision has led me to so many more amazing relationships, opportunities, um, and I've really been able to kind of mean. I think I think just the nature of the community here has allowed me to harness everything that I love professionally and personally, and make it part of my my daily my daily life here. Well, that was well stated. Thank you for sharing that. So when you moved here, it was kind of on a whim. You had never visited. What are some of the things that you've really embraced in the community? I moved, so we moved to Cape Elizabeth, and I was thankful that the community um, was familiar enough to what I was used to on the east end of Long Island, but also grateful that I could leave the Cape community um, and be in South Portland and Portland, where you know I was able to embrace diversity in a new way. The social impact groups that are here in our home of Southern Maine are just something I had never been exposed to on such a personal level in New York. And I found it an incredibly welcoming and open community, which is I think is in part why I've been able to make what seems as, you know, seamless connections to people in moving, whether it's professionally or, or personally, to form friendships and you know, work together on new goals in both the community and at my school. And I just, I can't imagine, you know, these steps having gone as smoothly where I used to live. 
So I'm just so grateful for the open-mindedness of this community and the support that I have essentially. My main support is from all of my colleagues at, at work. Um, I'm just so lucky to be a part of a, a school community too that is exactly what I want it to be. I think sometimes it finds it um, takes teachers years to find their pocket and and where they feel they truly belong in a school. And I am so lucky to have found that right away coming to me. Nice. Um, those social impact groups you were talking about, um, are you a part of anything in particular? Um, many of my friends are a part of certain groups, whether they're um, catered to human rights or the LGBTQ um, population or the BIPOC population. Um, but I'm not a part of any of them. However, I was just elected as a board member um, for the Cape Elizabeth DEI committee. So I serve on that town board committee in Cape Elizabeth, um, which to me was so important because I feel like South Portland and Portland are kind of a little bit, you know, ahead of ahead of things and in a good spot with with what they have in place and. It was important for me to stay um, in the community that I live in to to create an impact. Um, and if that wasn't going to be done through through the school, working at Cape Elizabeth Schools, since I know I want to stay at Brown School in South Portland, I figured that that would be a great way to um, use my perspective and knowledge and efforts towards some really great things. Awesome. Um, how long is the committee term or are there no term limits? So this is now um, a standing committee. So the committee will be here forever, which is wonderful. The previous committee was a civil rights committee um, and they were um, a one a one year committee essentially. So it's very exciting. I'm currently serving a three year term the first year of a three-year term and I hope to continue forward with that for as long as I live in Cape Elizabeth. Nice. Um, it sounds like you actually kind of started uh, a social group. Um, there's an ice skating uh, after school activity that you've got at the Brown School. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this, we're calling it a club, um, but I think this after school program is really another testament to um, the ease and support and collaboration that just so naturally um, seems to happen in the South Portland, Portland communities. Um, so I had, when I arrived to, to Maine and I started you know, going to freestyle sessions at the ice arena in Portland. A freestyle session is just a, a figure skating session for um, skaters that, you know, want to practice. And I was so surprised to know that um, figure skating in particular is not like a huge thing in Maine. I came, you know, with the idea that 
Uh, yeah, winter sports. Of course, figure skating is going to be on there, and there's probably ice rinks everywhere, and I'm sure that a ton of people are involved in it. Um, and I was, and there are, but I was surprised that it wasn't more popular within my school community and speaking to students and have you ever had ice skating lessons or do you go to public sessions or what's you know your experience in elementary school with exposure to ice skating um, especially given the fact that there's so many ponds um, and I just found that uh, a, a greater number of students were not involved in that than I had anticipated and here I am you know at this point, I hadn't skated for almost three years because I finished my finished for put my skating career on pause after grad school um, when I went to Columbia. Obviously, no rinks close by me in Columbia, but um, yeah, I knew that I wanted to do something for my students. I knew that I wanted skating to continue to be a part of my life. Um, and I had the experience in Peace Corps of, you know, starting and, and facilitating lots of community development programs for youth, um, but none, but they were all dance programs. Um, so none that required the logistics and equipment that skating does. And so I first teamed up with Matt Lunt, who is a middle school teacher on the other side of South Portland and runs an outdoor club that's been growing and pretty successful over the years. They focus mainly on um, soccer in the non-winter season and cross-country skiing in the winter. And I just, I gave him a call and I was like, I want to do this. I have this idea, you know, where, where can I start in this community? You know, who do I need to talk to first? Um, so we spoke for like an hour and just rattled off ideas. And a week later, I want to say, I got a email from Matt saying that Portland um, Gear Hub had a couple bins of ice skates that they had nothing to do with and they needed a home. Um, and that's kind of how the ball got rolling. Skates, figure skates and hockey skates can be really expensive. Um, and that was... You know, I had this idea, let's say, in September, October, um, and the winter season was approaching quickly that I wanted to try and start it this year, but I didn't even anticipate being able to do that. I figured I would plan all winter and we would start, you know, in the winter of 2022. So the biggest, um, the biggest gift and the biggest component of being able to start this program this past winter um, was the donation from Portland Gear Hub. Um, it really just gave us the literal tools we needed to facilitate a program like this after school. Um, and then it involved a ton of phone calls to um, Parks and Rec and the police department kind of just I mean, growing up, I was never a pond skater. So the idea of bringing 30 kids onto a pond um, was a little scary to me. You know, like as a competitor growing up, my coach was always like, you can't skate on ponds because it's going to mess up your blades or whatever. So I've had, had zero experience. I'm thinking like, God forbid someone falls through the ice. Um, and in Maine, I've just found that like, you know, 
there's a solid freeze and then everybody's out there and um and and so that gave me some more reassurance and it's mill creek is where we skate and it's a fairly small pond and so i was like all right i feel like my stomach can handle this and i can move forward now that i have the skates now that i've kind of talked about the safety implications involved um and then i needed to figure out a time so i tried to coordinate it with you know not on the evenings of other programs which is almost impossible to do but i was looking at you know when's the basketball program meeting or what when's this program meeting to try to have it on a day where many students maybe didn't have much to do um so we meet every tuesday um and in and in creating my roster and having students sign up you know i the sky was the limit to me when i like finally understood that this could be possible and i wanted to do it all i was like well i'll put a time in every single day monday to friday and then every single grade can skate um because we have grades one uh grades kindergarten through five at brown school um grades kindergarten through fourth in the actual brown school building so I was like, how can I make this equitable? You know, I didn't want to have a club that wasn't accessible for everyone. And I spoke to my principal, um, Alexis Jones, who is God sent. She's like the best boss anyone could ever ask for. And she said, you know, realistically, Monica, you probably can't do it every day and you probably can't offer it to every single grade this first year. So just start with second grade and see how it goes. Um, so that was the next step moving forward. I knew that I was going to only offer it to second grade since um, that's the grade that I teach. There are three classrooms in second grade so that there's about 60 or so students. And then I needed to decide on how many students I felt comfortable with signing up. And um, I based that on the amount of volunteers that I had sign up. So I asked teacher volunteers and I sent out notices to parents in second grade um, and parents in the community who may, ha may have an interest in supporting the club because I knew I couldn't do it by myself um, logistically and, and just for the safety of it. Um, and so I, I had in mind that I wanted there to be a three to one uh, student adult ratio. I thought that that was you know, safe and a good place to start. And I had seven parent volunteers sign up and a bunch of teachers from my school also sign up. And we decided that 30 was a good number. And then we had our first practice and 30 did, felt good. It felt a little overwhelming. It's a lot to have 37 year olds, six and seven year olds, um, in one place at one time who many of them didn't have much experience at all with skating. I would say about half of them maybe don't have any experience at all. And, you know, even the act of putting on a skate and knowing how to do that safely. Um, so there were all these little details that kind of, I happened to like be a very detail oriented, um, at times stressed and anxious planner, if you will. So I try to plan out every little little teeny step. And I, I knew that I couldn't do that for this just because lots of those um, 
plans would have been hypothetical. And so I, I just said, okay, our first goal is to show up and be safe. And anything else is, you know, something that we'll deal with moving forward. But if we can show up, have a fun time and be safe, then, you know, it's totally worth it. And I had another two students um, want to join. And so now we have 32. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. They meet in my room on Tuesday afternoons and we, with the help of all my volunteers, we have a snack every week and some hot chocolate that one of our, um, grandparents makes for us and brings. Um, and it's just a really great time. I mean, winters are long in Maine. Um, and to have the opportunity for children to get outside is so important and to move their bodies um, and to, you know, be joyous with discovering new movement and creating space for new challenges and confidence building is so important um, for anyone, but children especially. And I'm just so proud of how far they've come with just a couple practices. Um, you know, technically and um, social, emotionally. So it, it's really been so rewarding. Um, and I feel so lucky that, you know, the stars aligned that I could do this. And the most important thing for me, especially coming off um, because of who I am and being a part of the DEI committee and doing so much work in Maine with diversity, equity, and inclusion in schools. Um, I made sure that we have students that are from the opposite side of South Portland um, that live in the Brick Hill community. Um, and I wanted to make sure that everyone had the opportunity. So I was so lucky that our um, school district allowed us to um, sign out essentially like a field trip bus that takes home the students that live across town um, every Tuesday afternoon so that they're, you know, able to be a part of it. And it really is just so exciting. I mean, some of my students um, are, were new Mainers. Maybe they're technically not new Mainers anymore, but they were, you know, two years ago. And for them to have the opportunity to partake in a sport like this, um, with their community and build these skills and have this experience is just really important to me. Um, because growing up, you know, I had a mother that was able to give me, give me it all. And, you know, I was in dance and gymnastics and figure skating. And I just know how unique and special that is. And I want every kid to have the chance to try what they'd like to try. Um, because I think it really can impact the rest of your life and the decisions you make and um, who you want to become. So I'm just overjoyed, thrilled, um, really excited that it's working out and that I'll be able to continue next year and hopefully grow the program every year. I'm sure you will. It sounds like a great program. Started off earlier than you expected. It seems like you got all the volunteers that you needed. Um, more than 30 kids are participating. I think it's at 32. So it sounds like you're doing great. Thank you so much. And you mentioned earlier that you were a performer. Um, what were you performing in? Was it 
just the figure skating or are you also including dance or gymnastics yeah so um i was a competitive gymnast and for about eight years growing up and i was not a competitive dancer until college when i joined my collegiate dance team at sacred heart university you know and then i went to that birthday party and started figure skating so in elementary school middle school high school um actually not high school for gymnastics but prior to prior to high school i was participating in all three um and i did not enjoy the competitive aspect of it um that was extremely stressful to me especially as um i developed my skills and became really quite good at all three um i had to end up choosing between gymnastics and figure skating because of the schedules um if you know anything about both sports gym- gymnasts practice really late at night usually and figure skaters practice at the crack of dawn before school um and so that was just becoming an issue so i chose figure skating um and then yeah after high school i was really debating you know what i wanted to invest my time in did i want to go get a bfa in dance in college did I want to take a gap year and explore movement um, and performing on my own? I skated an off-Broadway show on Long Island with Oksana Bayul in high school um, and did a couple like, you know, volunteer dance type things at um, my godmother's school in Chelsea, New York City for her um special ed students. I did that every year. And so what brought me the most joy was performing. And so when I graduated high school, I knew that I, if I was going to take a year off, it would have to do with performing in some sort of aspect. And uh, my coach at the time, Tracy, um, suggested that I audition for Disney on Ice. So I, I quickly got together a video. So you can either do, I don't know how they do it now, but you know, 10 or so years ago, you could either send in a video or audition after a show, after a live show. And there wasn't a show in town, um, but I knew that this opening, um, I knew that they are, there are usually openings every year on one of their bazillion shows, ice shows across the world. And so I sent in a video um, and my resume, my performance resume, and I was selected to perform um, as a, and play a student in high school musical, the ice tour. And I did that for about a year, um, before during that time I deferred my, my college acceptance to Sacred Heart and traveled across the West coast for a year performing, um, around six shows a week, um, in different cities across the West coast and in Canada for one week. And it was a really incredible experience. I always, it was so important for me to do being an only child, um, to have that experience away from my mom and on my own, but it was incredible to see the world, to understand what the performing world is like. Um, And we started in Memphis, Tennessee for two weeks. And I just remember these grueling like 14 hour rehearsals um, leading up to our first performance and just learning the show. And I was exhausted 
every day, but it like it was a good exhaustion. It was like a I'm a, like I've accomplished something huge that I've always wanted to do, um, and and yeah, and so that's kind of my performing history. And then throughout college, um, I competed as a dancer and theater at Sacred. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your figure skating slash ice skating world with us and um, your travels from Columbia to New York and Connecticut and to Maine. Um, Monica, how can ITP listeners reach you? What's the plug? Yeah, so I have an Instagram account for the Brown Skating Club. Um, it's at Brown School Skates. And it's a new profile. I, I just started it, but I would so appreciate your support um, in building this now small club into something much bigger and more accessible to more children in the community one day. Um, and eventually I will post a GoFundMe type account on the Instagram account for Brown School Skates um, to look out for that too. But right now, just, you know, word of mouth and and any sort of questions that anyone has or is looking to understand what, how the club works more closely, just feel free to message me on that Instagram account, Brown School Skates. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.